Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today we have an entitled parent nuclear meltdown. But first, a story from Throwaway Coconut Girl. I told my entitled grandmother it's a little too late for a grandmother-granddaughter relationship. This happened a year ago. I, 26-year-old female, at the time in 2021, have only a living paternal grandmother, 90-year-old female. Growing up, I tried to bond and form any form of emotional connection, but it only caused me to not be related to her by blood. I would get compared to her favorite grandchildren. She would constantly abuse me emotionally, told me constantly that I was the black sheep of the family, and told me I wasn't going to succeed in life, which is why I tried to unalive myself because she motivated them most of the time. The last straw for me was when my older brother passed, he was 25 year old male, and told my grieving parents that another filthy soul out of this world. My brother was an innocent soul that was killed off for only eating in a fast food restaurant, and I snapped at her telling her, the day your funeral comes, I'll probably wear the brightest red dress I have in my closet, because I'll never mourn your loss. On the contrary, I'll celebrate when that happens. This happened in 2014. Since then, at every family event, I would avoid her or pretend she doesn't exist. Heck, I would even skip going to her birthday parties. So last November she got sick, and she wanted all of her children and grandchildren to take care of her in the hospital, since her favorite daughter, my aunt, 52-year-old female, and her favorite grandchildren, 33-year-old female, 31-year-old male, and 25-year-old female, can't do it. She said this to my dad over the phone, and I told her, sorry, but my grandparents died in 2004 and 2012. And I don't have any other grandparents since I'm not a granddaughter to my last living grandparent. She started to cry, more like manipulate, and told me that I'm her granddaughter and this could be a good moment to bond and mend our relationship. I said to her, now I'm your granddaughter? I needed you for 26 years. But in those 26 years you broke me emotionally and I can't since I study and work. Plus, there's no relationship to save. I hung up for my father before she could say anything. I've been told I'm a horrible human being for what I've said to her, but I don't feel sorry at all for her. I mean, she dug her own grave. Now she can go and lie in it for all I care. That's karma for you. I feel like most of us can agree that anybody that treats another relative this way can't just like double back and in a moment of dire need be like, well, actually we can fix this and have a relationship like we've always wanted to, right? I mean, let's put it this way. If somebody mistreated you like that all your life, told you you weren't family, you're not going to be good enough, you'll never amount to anything. Later on, when they're on their deathbed, you're not going to have any sympathy for them, are you? Even if they are related by blood? Or even after everything, would you still have some level of sympathy? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Weird Stories here. Entitled lady tells me I'm a bad parent, and she turns out to even be from the neighborhood. I, male, mid-twenties, am an uncle. My cousins are very relaxed parents. 
They have a philosophy of letting the kid, a little over three-year-old male, play and he destroys toys. He's broken a couple of keys, bended one car key, don't ask how, and also broken a phone, their items. He's broken a few gifted toys too. He's not a bad or badly behaving kid, just acting his age as normal. The parents are a bit more relaxed. My cousin wanted to do a getaway for a weekend and we agreed for the kid to stay with me. I did note to them that my parents' house is not kid-proofed and I may have to be a bit more strict. And they both agreed that since he's staying there, he should follow our rules. Nothing over the top by any stretch, just for example, one room is restricted. Also, I live abroad so I see them rarely when I'm back home. So obviously, the kid knows me very little, having seen me probably a handful of times since he developed memories. We go out, the two of us, we're walking on small streets, traffic's very slow, less than 15 kilometers per hour, and I have visibility so I let him run, cut leaves, run his toy car on walls, etc. When we approach more major roads, I call him, kneel down, and explain that when we go to the next road, he must stay next to me and hold my hand, no matter what happens. He's not allowed to run until we reach the playground. I explain this a couple of times. And there, a woman pops out of nowhere saying, You're a bad parent. How dare you restrict a kid that young? Her face seems familiar, like I've seen her once or twice. I say that I won't let anything happen to a kid, just because she isn't happy with my rules. Please mind her own kid. She had a kid next to her, probably grandkid. She insists I'm a bad parent, but I leave with the kid. He's very obedient and in line, and he's free at the playground. Over there, the same woman approaches me at some point later and starts lecturing me about my parenting style, how terrible I am about restricting such a young kid, how I should read about raising kids, even a comment that I should let the mother do the raising, but at that point it was already later into the lecture, and I was paying almost zero attention so it registered late. At some point, a friend of hers arrives, sees her, and joins in. Originally, I responded with leave me alone, not your business, but then I stopped responding and then I stopped paying attention as well. Four or five minutes go on like that and I turn to them and ask, aren't you tired of being Karens? They stop, look at each other and ask each other, what is that? In our home language, it makes less sense, especially to older people, and they just go away. I pick up the nephew soon after and we leave when a third younger mom that arrived apparently explains what a Karen is. They come storming and yelling to us while my nephew's next to me. So we leave and they start following us for maybe 200 meters when I say, you as amazing parents forgot your kids alone at the playing ground and leave. Got home and drove to pick up nephew's bike and we went to ride. Weekend over, I told the parents and they laughed. The kid said he loved his weekend with Uncle OP. I just tried to keep him tired so it would be easier on me. That was about two months ago. On my last visit home, at a neighbor's balcony was the woman having coffee. At that moment I realized where I remembered her from and also that crap would hit the fan. She recognized me too because days later it got to my parents that she had said that I'm a rude brat, that I don't respect elders, that I told her she's a terrible parent and a neglectful parent etc. I'm not even there to set the record straight, and my parents are getting flack. God forbid they set some boundaries for a kid when they're approaching major roadways. They're just a kid, let them run into the street if they want to. 
For all I know, I can just imagine Karen's kid here is one that they put on a leash that's like frothing at the mouth and rapidly trying to destroy anything of anybody else's. Honestly, like I'm not advocating for violence, but these are the kinds of people that like inject themselves into something that is none of your business and you wish you could just give them a just a smack right upside the head like why are you even bothering me right now they act like you're tying the kids arms behind their back or something by the way if you're enjoying these stories make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos that said our next story is from abershin who lived nuclear meltdown needed background i made a decent amount in investments not enough to retire but I can easily afford taking two or four years off without worry. My older brother has always been handed things. Cousin gets a new car, family gives it to my older brother. A total of eight cars so far, not including one he won in a raffle. He'll trade them or sell them for a small cash injection. So I mentioned a temporary retirement to my aunt in a conversation about my dad's health, telling her I want to spend time with him and possibly take him to some places he's wanted to visit. Here is where something weird happens. My niece texts me thank you with a smiling hearts emoji. And her older sister texts me your awesome sunglasses emoji while I was asleep. I didn't reply because I'm absent from their lives, which is an entire saga. Their mom, sister-in-law, often includes a gift from me on their birthdays. Let's jump three weeks ahead. My brother, who I consider as such only from a legal standing, FaceTimes me and starts going through small talk as I'm getting ready for work, making comments about his superior gear as I do. Then he gets serious and says, I told the girls you're paying for us to go to Disney World. And I just look at my phone almost across the room dumbfounded. He follows up with, I'm pretty sure that's illegal for you to have, so let's make it easy. You book everything and send me the details in the next 10 minutes or I'll call the police about that rifle. You can't own a full auto. Disclaimer, the rifle in question is Airsoft, M249. Blackmail aside, I simply say no. He then turns fire truck red and shaking and screams loud enough that the AirPods he uses made it sound weird. The synopsis of the insults boil down to OP is unloved, OP is gay, their mother's death was their fault, they're a sexual predator, they assaulted their ex, that they're racist. Just mix all that together with a box of witches and sack of freaks and stir. None are true. So I look at the 40-year-old toddler and hang up the phone. Now my family's divided on who is the wrong person. My aunt and I had a laugh about the whole thing and she says, some family is like a great view, only appreciated from a distance. I just want to add something. Yes, my uncle shoved a silver spoon into his mouth before he was outside of my mother for less than a second. However, I was a halfway birth she did by herself. I live in a small town. The sheriff is often at my house, eating all my darn food and hiding from his wife. He knows what my brother's like. No one forced family to give him things, but the previous and gone generations left the family assets, land, houses, items, that the head of the family has always been in control of. My grandmother, the true leader of the family in the last 150 years, handed it down to my aunt, who has already decided to break tradition and hand it down to me. We're First Nation slash white, so I'll be the first male head of the family since maybe the 1700s. Her daughters are pissed. I still don't know if I fully have grips on the dynamic of this relationship. 
but I think what the ant saying goes kind of without saying, you definitely should distance yourself from somebody that tried to straight up blackmail you into paying for a Disney World vacation. The way they just straight up tried to blackmail and extort OP, like you shouldn't even entertain somebody like that after that point, let alone the colorful language afterwards. Our next story is from Basic Mix 2242 Is my mom entitled, and should I cut ties with her or reduce to seeing her like once every two months? So, my mom has always been a bit of a pain. My stepdad had anger issues and would literally shout and scream in my face, as she sat and agreed with him about him telling me off. Eventually, when I turned 18, it was only shortly after, my stepdad said he had had enough and that I needed to find somewhere to live while also paying them a lot of rent, so it was hard to save, or I would be out on the street. My mom said she argued with him but has to say I need to find a place. I moved out and held some anger towards her for it, as my stepdad really wasn't a nice guy and she sided with him over it. I started a relationship which lasted six years. A lot of the time she would ask me to babysit my three siblings, said she didn't have anyone else and I was pretty much doing this two to three weekends a month, didn't really have time to myself. It affected the relationship and my mom went to my ex directly to get her to agree with it. So by the time I found out and was stressed, my ex and her had sorted it and my ex had an issue saying no as it was my mom, it certainly helped kill the relationship. This is when I didn't realize how bad it was until I got into my latest relationship and moved further away. It turned out my stepdad had been angry with my siblings just the same, and they aren't doing well. My mom and him had split recently, as he was doing cocaine and ran up 20000 in gambling. She knew about it for ages, but stayed with him without thinking about the kids or my siblings. She knew about it for ages, but stayed with him without thinking about the kids, my siblings. She only left because she personally had had enough, nothing about thinking about the kids' welfare, which I completely disagree with. She tried to do the same again, where she went to my new partner about babysitting the kids. And I had to go, look, no offense, not happening. But she went, your ex agreed to dates? I went, things change? And cut back to one this month and one in December. She keeps calling to complain about her ex-husband now and about things in general like I'm a therapist. I had to stop taking her calls or when she does complain just to leave as I noticed it affecting my own mental health. This evening I'm babysitting for this month only. She left me the kids. I spent 50 British pounds in fuel, food, etc. When I said I don't have any money this month and wanted some money for food for them at least... She said, I'm on benefits, what do you expect me to pay with? You're their sibling, you know, can't you treat them? Didn't say thank you at all, and said she doesn't have any money. She just paid £30 for a train, more for buses, and is drinking with her friend. I said I might be moving across the country soon. Her main concern was about who was going to help her out, what if she needs something, and can't I get a house down the road from her? She also keeps saying about taking my brother to live with me and my partner, who is almost 16, as he isn't getting any better and keeps getting up to no good, but keeps saying about it slyly and keeps looking at my partner and directing it in a way where she might say yes. I'm moving away once the lease is up, where I'm staying in August 2023. I just wondered if I should cut ties or visit like twice a month. I feel like a bit of a crap person for saying it, but I'm not actually bothered about moving much further. I think if OP wants to completely cut ties, 
there's nothing wrong with that. I would say the only way that OP should be visiting them once or twice a month. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Is solely if they want to see their siblings. Beyond that, personally, just what I'm thinking, the way their mom treats them, that's not worth trying to save that relationship. I think it all just comes down to how they feel about their siblings. Also, if OP knows that their siblings are not getting taken well care of and they don't call some kind of protective services, I think they're doing their siblings a major disservice too. Our next story is from Stalagate68. Your child will not fit. I saw this when shopping recently. The store has carts that have a spot that can be utilized for a small child to sit. Think of a toddler you don't want to have running around loose. There's also one or two wheelchairs available for customers who may need them. Think of an elderly shopper who may be feeling fatigued or maybe somebody with mobility issues, as well as a scooter or two. Let me just say that if your child is able to put their foot down while the cart is moving, they're probably too big to ride in the cart. I was waiting for the service counter when I saw this. Entitled mother came in the store with her child. The kid looked to be about eight or nine. The kid seemed to be a typical active kid. A very healthy child, a very robust, well-fed child. His gait was normal, he didn't seem like anything was off. Then I guess the decision was made that he didn't want to walk around the store. So Entitled Mother decides that her kid is going to ride in the wheelchair. The store manager sees them, Entitled Mother and Child, and asks if the child cannot use the chair, as there was someone at the customer service requesting the use of a wheelchair. Entitled mother gets pissy because her child is tired and had a long day and doesn't want to have to walk. By this time, I'm just hanging around to see what happens next. Entitled mother decides that her kid will ride in the shopping cart. So the kid, at the mother's instruction, climbs into the shopping cart and gets stuck in the seat. Entitled mother's now mad because the seats on the cart aren't big enough for her child. The manager's calling a supervisor, the kids wailing, entitled mother's screaming, and the only thing I can think of is, why the heck isn't that child walking? I mean, I have two kids, and the only time they would ride in the cart was when they were too little to walk, and they were walking like drunken sailors. As soon as they were steady on their feet, when we went out, they would walk alongside the cart. Is that not the norm? I mean, I think it's kind of cute if they're in the cart when they're kind of young enough, but by the time they're eight or nine years old, I think they should definitely just be walking. And like, I'm just being honest, OP said a very robust, well-fed child, it wouldn't be bad for them to do the walking. I mean, their behavior where they want to get in the cart, I think maybe is kind of telling. Like, I could imagine putting your kid in the bigger section of the cart, but by eight or nine, they're already well past that point regardless. Honestly, I can't believe that this 8 or 9 year old kid tried to fit in the actual cart seat. Our next story is from Transbian8787. 
Entitled mother-in-law is trying to force wife to divorce me for being trans and refusal to give her grandchildren. I, 35-year-old female, and wife, 31-year-old female, have been together for 11 years this month. It's been perfect for us, aside from her awful mother, the entitled parent. Firstly, her mom didn't want her marrying me as she thought that her daughter, being the wife as an only child, should remain single until she found a man with both money and of her mom's choosing. I had a fair to good relationship with her mother until August 2020 when I lost my job due to company closure and with degrading physical health chose to apply for long-term disability as my day-to-day work life had become increasingly impossible. Couple that with a charge related to supposed assault in a restroom. I used a woman's restroom and a cis woman told an officer in the store I tried to touch her inappropriately, which was a lie as I never left the stall after passing her on my way in. I served two years probation and ordered to pay $8,000 in restitution for emotional distress. To start, I wasn't out as trans to anyone until the last four and a half years, March 13th, 2018. Her mom only just found out, as a nurse friend told her, against HIPAA law, but I digress. She's now trying to get my wife to divorce me on the grounds that I misled my wife before marriage and because I won't give her grandkids. My wife was bisexual and child-free before we met, but her mother claims I pressured her into both choices. I was infertile before I started hormone replacement therapy, but now 100% since surgery. My wife knew I was infertile and child-free, overjoyed when I told her I never wanted kids. And it was like we were meant to be in more ways than just this. She's been texting, calling, and non-stop on my wife to divorce me because her daughter deserves a better husband, should give her the grandchildren she deserves, and is making a fool of her by staying married to a man in drag wasting her daughter's life during her fertile years. My wife is 100% on my side, but her mom won't accept her choice. Her mom even had paperwork drawn up for my wife to serve me with if she'll just wake up to how she's wasting her life on a loser. It's really getting to my wife, as she has no other family outside of her mom and adopted dad and doesn't want to cut them off. It's gotten to the point where she just goes to work, comes home, sleeps till work, and rinse and repeat. I'm almost at the point where I just think it's better for her if I just either sign the papers for her mom or stop taking my life, maintaining medication, and let her believe I passed peacefully in the night. I don't want my wife to have a full breakdown or receive any more grief because of who she married. So Reddit, what's your advice, if any, as to the best way forward? I think one of the most important things OP could do is just be upfront and honest to their spouse as to how they're feeling. I know OP probably doesn't want to feel like they're furthering the burden on their wife anymore, but I think if there's any chance to really move past things or figure out a route forward, It's something that they've got to do while being honest and truthful about how they're feeling and about what they see with their spouse. I mean, obviously, ideally, I think the route forward is for both of them to cut off the mom, but I could see why that's easier said than done. I think OP is making already the absolute wrong decision by even considering stopping taking their life-maintaining medication. I say absolutely do not stop taking that stuff. The passing peacefully in the night thing, that is just beyond drastic. Our next story is from Open Detective 6998 Entitled mother tries to stop high school band from playing during a football game. During my freshman year of high school, I was in the marching band. 
My school's marching band was absolutely massive, with over 130 people. As a result, the sound that we make is incredibly loud, which is appropriate for a marching band of this size. While the band was sitting in the stands, the entitled mother stormed up to me, visibly angry, holding her child's crying hand. I say, can I help you, miss? She says, can you tell your friends to play quieter? It's hurting my child's ears. I say, uh, we're a marching band. We're supposed to play loud to express ourselves. If you don't like the noise, I suggest you leave. The entitled mother shouts in a very aggressive tone, play quieter or I will call the police and file a noise complaint. I say, why don't you go speak with our band director? She walks down the stands to the band director and shouts at him to tell us to play quieter. I overheard the conversation and he basically said the same stuff that I did. Clearly getting angrier, she tried to swipe my drumsticks out of my hands, I'm a percussionist by the way, and even tried to stop the marching band from leaving the stands to enter the field to play the halftime show. After the halftime show, I could clearly hear her child screaming crying. And then a few minutes later, what do you know, the cops are here. She rambles to the cops about how loud we're playing and asks to file a noise complaint. The police then said this, Ma'am, this is a marching band. Marching bands are supposed to be loud. If you do not back down, you will be arrested for disturbing the peace. Entitled mother's face turned pale white. She then walked back to the stands, weeping along with her child. The cop then asked the band director if he would like to press charges, and he sure as heck did. Entitled Mother ended up getting a $2,000 fine. To this day, I'm still wondering why she decided to come to a football game if her child hated noise. There's a million percent kids that have sensitivity to loud noises, and this was honestly like a form of child abuse if this kid was suffering and the Entitled Mother just tried to keep them there. You're not going to make a marching band play quieter. What are they going to do? Light up on the trumpets and whatnot? Hit the drums just slightly less hard? It's a football game. If the marching band isn't loud enough, the people in the stands are surely going to be close to it anyways. Our next story is from Just Jimmy. I have to leave my shift to buy another chair for Entitled Mother's overweight son. So, I was working a regular shift at the movie theater I work at. Nothing to do as the movies had already started and there weren't a lot of people. So I was mainly just eating some leftover popcorn and telling jokes to my coworkers. An Entitled Mother comes up to me. I'm normally not the type of person that fat shames, but this lady was fat. And I mean absolutely massive. Like literally fatter than she's tall. And her son, SB, was also obese. If not morbidly obese. I'm not going to tell them how to live their life, but just so you know. So Entitled Mother comes up to me and is absolutely furious. She begins shouting before I could even greet her. Her child was looking physically and mentally angry. She says, I have a complaint. I say, what seems to be the issue, ma'am? She says, I bought these seats, but they're too small. I say, can I ask what you mean by too small, miss? She says, we can't even sit normally in these freaking chairs. They're too small. So get us new ones. Now, I could already tell that these people weren't going to fit in the seats. But the point is, we're a pretty small movie theater and we only have one type of seat. I say I can give you another spot in the theater, but these are the only seats we have, ma'am. I'm unable to give you a bigger seat because we only have one type of... Then buy one. I say, um, excuse me? Entitled Mother points at the furniture shop across the road and straight up says, Well, you're in charge of giving us what we want, right? Get us a better seat. I say, ma'am, I can't just leave my duty to buy a chair for you to sit on. 
Also, I don't know the rules, but I'm pretty sure you can't just bring your own furniture into the movie theater. She says, so you expect us to sit in those tiny freaking seats you gave us? I thought you freakers would do anything for your guests. Entitled mother starting to get physically aggressive now and her son is nowhere to be seen. I say I can give you tickets to another movie if the experience isn't enjoyable for you, but I can't just buy an entire new chair for you to sit in, ma'am. Would you like to switch your tickets to another movie? She says, no, I'll watch this one. But just note that this isn't the last time you guys heard from me. So she waddles away and I just think to myself, it's not my problem you can't fit in the seats, so don't make it my problem. So after she walks away, she takes her son and she has the brains to buy four large popcorns for her and her son and goes into the theater again. But the story isn't finished because when the movie was done, she walked out of the theater and I walked up to the seats with a broom to clean up the theater and this witch dumped two of the four large popcorn boxes she bought all over the floor. And her and her son probably ate the other two like the jerks they are. After all this, she has the guts to email my boss and complain about me for not only saying she's fat, but not giving her another seat, being rude, and saying the theater was a mess because there was popcorn all over the place. This woman is officially my arch nemesis now. I would say that I hope this lady gets totally banned from that theater, but considering in her protest she went and bought like $60 worth of popcorn, They might want to keep her around just so she can rage and maybe spend some more money and keep the doors open. That popcorn sure ain't cheap, I'll tell you that. And our final story of the day is from ConstantMouse5615. My mom is ignoring her fiancé's red flags. So around a month ago, I visited my mom. My mom's currently engaged to Jeff. My dad passed away a few years ago, and so while I have trouble accepting what my mom is doing, I'm glad she found someone new. Although I don't personally like Jeff, and unfortunately I'm pretty sure he's a creep. While at my mom's, I was taking a shower when I realized I'd forgotten my towel. I called for my mom to bring a towel, but Jeff brought it instead. When I got out of the shower, I realized after looking for an hour that my underwear were missing. I was sure Jeff took them. I told my mom after I left, and she accused me of starting drama. Well, fast forward to yesterday, and Jeff texts me saying that he was sorry and that he thought the panties were my mom's. I flipped out and responded by calling him a creep among many other things. I told my mom, but she already knew. She said that what he did was a mistake and that I needed to calm down. Jeff called me an ungrateful witch. He claimed he saw the blood on the undies and felt he needed to move them so my mom wouldn't be embarrassed. I know in the past I've been hard on Jeff, but I genuinely believe he knowingly took my underwear. Me and my mom are not the same size and the underwear were dirty, so my guess is that Jeff has some weird interests. He's a creep and I'm pissed off that my mom has been taking his side. I feel like my mom is being entitled in the sense that she's overlooking Jeff's creepy behavior for her own benefit. But then again, maybe I'm just misreading things. So OP added in an extra detail that OP's mom found the underwear under Jeff's pillow. So I think that kind of confirms the creepy behavior of it because if this was something where they were concerned that, oh, maybe it was the mom's and she didn't want to be embarrassed, they wouldn't go put it under their pillow and, you know, keep it there. I think this is open and closed and honestly, I feel a little concerned for the mom for not seeing this. 
I don't know how you open their eyes to these red flags, but OP should probably distance themselves from creepy Jeff. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.